my name's Tom Jennings and this is the 24 Frames cast and I am talking to you it's Monday the 20th of June and it is absolutely beautiful outside so what better way of spending the day than sat at my desk recording podcasts all day and I've decided um, to do another kind of shorter episode because I've got some kind of like slightly longer episodes coming out which are Um, I'm editing away at the moment, but I'm conscious of the fact that I want to kind of keep to a fairly regular release schedule at the moment. So I'm going to do an episode and this is uh, something which uh, came about because I was chatting to a friend um, regarding kind of was it worth, um, in my opinion, they were asking to start looking at upgrading their films onto 4K discs, onto HDR and all that type of thing. And... I decided I would do an episode really on, I know, I mean, uh, kind of the uh, late in the game, as it were, kind of my thoughts on HDR, if you are a collector and, you know, is it is it worth the upgrade if you haven't made the upgrade or if you have made the upgrade and you've um, had kind of mixed feelings about the kind of the results that you've been seeing? Because it does seem to be, I, I think, a lot of people who've, who are massive Blu-ray collectors and I'm, I'm still a huge fan of collecting films on disc i love going into fop in manchester and um having a good sift and kind of sourcing out some bargains i mean they had a um an offer in there a few months ago it was bfi blu-rays rule six quid i must have stocked up on hundreds of the bloody things but i wanted to kind of just talk about what kind of my thoughts on uhd and from a kind of a collecting point of view and i'm going to kind of round up the episode by doing um uh, some recommendations i've got 10 UHD discs that I, I think perhaps would be worth for you to check out or at least the ones that I've been the most impressed with certainly on my kind of journey of going into UHD so to kind of give some context um I have in my house that it's so my house is on three floors and the top floor which is like a loft conversion um is a cinema for all intents and purposes it has um a projector um a screen I think it's about 130 inches I think it might actually be even bigger but it's got home cinema amp it's got dolby atmos it's all the walls are completely painted black and there's a blind over the velux window so it's completely shut off um dark carpet the lot it is i think a pretty great home cinema even my girlfriend um absolutely loves it up there and as we've kind of said it's like it's not quite the same as going to the cinema you do notice a difference if i go and watch a film at the cinema and then go and watch something in the film room you, you definitely feel like there's a significant reduction in the size of the screen that you're viewing but as a home cinema goes it, it's pretty great and you definitely kind of benefit from projecting the films it's a sony 1080p projector and um i think i bought it about it's been 2015 and the picture for a 1080p it's it's absolutely i think it's, it's a gorgeous image i think sony really are from the kind of the experiences i've had with home projection systems sony for my in my, my, in my eyes definitely make the, the nicest home cinema projectors and i've got a, a really nice yamaha film amplifier and i've i've always had sony amplifiers and i upgraded to a yamaha and i i really just enjoyed the sound a lot more on that over the sony but it's a pretty great space and downstairs i have um a 55 inch OLED LG television with a Sonos sound beam and two Sonos ones as surround sound speakers. And I, I don't tend to watch um, many films down there. It's many TV series or when I'm watching like kind of a sport like the Formula One and the football and whatnot. And what I found was I have a UHD player up in the film room. Um, my Blu-ray player broke and I thought, well, there's no point in not getting a UHD one because I could see myself 
um, picking up UHD discs in the future, just to, to future-proof things. I ended up picking up a Sony UHD. And what I found was um, I, I, I began to buy UHD discs when I was buying new films. I think the first UHD I ever bought was Phantom Thread. And um, what I found was that if I put the UHD in and projected it through the 1080p projector, um, there was something happened in the data as it was being transferred. And obviously what you're doing is you're downscaling from a 4K to 1080p. And the results were mixed, bordering on the pretty crap, to be brutally honest with you. Um, there was this kind of weird magenta haze. The whites were completely blown out on a lot of films that I would watch. Um, and the reason I, I was kind of doing that was because on a lot of discs, studios would put Dolby Atmos content on the UHD and not the Blu-ray. That's certainly a tactic that um, I've, I've noticed a few of them use, especially um, Disney releases and Fox and that type of thing. And I like uh, Dolby Atmos soundtracks. Um, I don't think they're the be and an end all. And my system, I have upward firing speakers. I don't have them above you as you're supposed to. And I, I probably am missing out, I think, because of the nature of how the roof is up there. It's um, quite a high V roof and I, it would be quite hard to actually get those speakers in. And when you have upward firing speakers, the idea is that the, the, f the sound fires from the speaker, hits the ceiling and then comes back down to your seating potential position sorry and i i don't think the effect's that great to be brutally honest with you um but you do notice certainly I, I, you do notice um when you kind of flip between an atmos soundtrack and if it's got just a normal 5-1 soundtrack on um you do notice there's a there is a difference in the kind of the audio presentation of the film and i, I just like atmos soundtracks so there were various mixed results and then I, one day i had a revelation which was there was a setting in the uhd player and it said um, screen type, and it was either set to projector or TV. And I had had it set to projector because obviously it was projecting. Um, changed it to TV, and suddenly all the issues that I had with the image were pretty much solved. Um, the blacks weren't overblown, the whites weren't overblown, and there were settings within the player that you could actually kind of manipulate to get not a full HDR image, because obviously you're doing it through 1080p, but you could certainly play around with the settings to get something resembling a HDR image. What I found, however, which was quite annoying, was that certain films, for example, uh, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, you could manipulate the image um, through the settings to make it actually look pretty great. And what you would get, although it obviously it's not HDR, it's not 4K or what have you, but the image did look a lot cleaner, um, a lot smoother. There was definitely better colors. Um, you could see more detail in the image. But on a title by title basis, when I was having to do that, I would have to spend at least 10 minutes playing with the settings on the projector and the Blu-ray player to get it approximating something which was slightly better than just chucking on the Blu-ray. And to be brutally honest with you, I was like, well, is it really actually worth all the fuss? And the, I suppose the answer really was when it came to kind of watching things on the projector on UHD, the answer was kind of pretty much no, really. Um, more often than not, I would put the UHD in, double check it to see how it looked with the Blu-ray, and there, there was nominal um, difference as far as I was concerned. And I thought, having kind of invested all that kind of time and money in the film room, that um, I didn't really want to watch films downstairs. And something changed when I picked up the UHD of Jaws and went to see how it looked on the projector. It looked terrible. Took it downstairs, plugged the player into the telly, and it was like, literally, I, I, I honestly felt like I was watching a film, as in there was an actual film playing on my telly. It had the aesthetic, the texture, everything. And 
I think from that point on, I was kind of hooked because what I decided I would do if I was going to, uh, you know, I, I own Jaws on Blu-ray, and I thought, well, if I, if I want to make a kind of like a special screening of it, I'll watch it downstairs on the on the on the television on the OLED TV, and it kind of kicked off a revival in buying uh, UHDs, and of course, I did what I always do when there's a change in format, which is I tend to buy the same films over and over again on different formats, so. And I began to kind of hoover up the likes of 2001, The Shining and uh, Braveheart and the like. And watching them on the correct platform was obviously absolutely essential to getting the most out of UHD. However, there are caveats to this. And this is why I think if you are thinking of taking the plunge, um, you, you really should be mindful of a few things. And... When I, I seem to recall when I went from DVD to Blu-ray, we had a, I think I had a 1080i plasma screen television. And to be brutally honest with you, when we start, when I started watching uh, Blu-rays, I didn't really notice much of a difference. And then when I upgraded to a 1080p television, uh, suddenly it all started to make sense. You could, you could see there was a massive, massive upgrade on from Blu-ray to DVD. UHD, I think, is a really different kettle of fish because unless you have a really decent UHD TV that can handle really dark blacks. That's why I think you have to look at something like OLED TVs or QLED, I think, as, as they are known by Samsung. The experience you have of watching UHD is going to be negated by how good your television is. And to give an example of this, I went around to friends the other day and they um, picked up one of those Sky Glass televisions, which is... Um, it's kind of like an all-in-one, uh, you get all your Sky TV, it's got a Dolby Atmos sound system inside it, and it's, it's, it purports to be HDR. Um, he put a, a, um, the HDR of Blade Runner in it, and it looked complete garbage as far as I was concerned. And even when we tried playing around with the settings, it was nowhere near the experience that I had watching Blade Runner on an OLED HDR TV. And uh, this seems to be a fairly blanket issue, unless you've got a decent TV and I'm thinking anything upwards of like a thousand pounds for OLED QLED you can get you can get kind of models that are kind of two or three years older which you know come and hit the price point of about 700 quid from my experience if I were you I would not if you are thinking of taking the plunge and you ha you have to look at your television first because that is the key to getting the most out of these films and I think once you did once you decide to go down that route if you are going to kind of start picking up UHDs you might have the same experience that I've had with them, which is this, that I honestly, in some of the viewing experiences I've had, I feel like I'm watching a film that I've seen several times before, pretty much for the first time ever, where the image is so good and the detail in it and in terms of the colour production, the contrast, you name it, it just makes for a completely different viewing experience than I've ever had before. And of course, it makes financial sense for studios to have another format to put upon us. And what I've found with UHD so far is that depending on the studio as well, you will get, a, there's a massive difference in quality between the studios. For example, Disney, don't bother picking up kind of the Marvel, any of the Marvel films on UHD. They are indistinguishable from the Blu-rays as far as I can see. And I think that might have something to do with the source materials. So um, for example, m most films now are shot, are are shot actually at 2K resolution, 
this is due to kind of uh, the burden effects place on when they on when they in the post-production process and then in order for the blu-ray releases these films are then upgraded to a 4k which is not even how they've been filmed and what you tend to have is like i mean for example blade runner 2049 i think it was roger deakins himself came out and said that the best home video format to watch that film on would be the blu-ray that would be the most accurate representation of what he intended as a uh, director of photography on that film and that is worth bearing in mind I think because um, to give an example like the BBC UHD stuff um, uh, Planet Earth 2 and whatnot those films look incredible on UHD HDR because essentially what you're getting is the image is coming out the camera there's some post-production work going on but at no um, process uh, no stage in the process sorry is the image being downgraded or upgraded is pretty much out the camera gets color graded and then straight on to what to what you're seeing and the images on those you know forget 3d um putting on 3d glasses the image is so clear on some of those documentaries it does almost have a three-dimensional vibe and that really kind of interested me because i remember when 70 millimeter film came out um, a lot of the early um reviews of 70 millimeter films people said they felt like they were watching literally looking through a window and that's because i think the, the resolution of a 70 millimeter film if properly projected with um new bulbs and what have, whatnot would be almost clipping an 8k resolution which is i think where we're going to kind of be going with our home television soon and on my kind of journey through uhd anything by sony is you, you probably you can pretty much guarantee are going to look absolutely incredible taxi driver for example which is not probably renowned renowned as being one of the most visually appealing films um was a complete revelation on uhd it did actually look beautiful in a kind of dirty disgusting way and there is a kind of another side of things which some films just are simply aren't worth bothering to upgrade i mean for example I, I looked at the Hunger Games. I really like those films. Looked at the UHDs of those, and I'm I'm perfectly happy to go with the, uh, the the Blu-rays. I didn't really notice any kind of discernible difference, but there have been certain titles which have completely blown my mind. And if if you think how good a Blu-ray looks, a good, well-mastered, high bitrate Blu-ray. They look pretty great on, on on 1080p televisions. But what I have found, and the select, I'm going to give you ten example now of films which i think if you were looking at starting a uhd collection or you're kind of looking for some recommendations these ones i think would be a pretty good place to start because certainly my experience of viewing them um actually was such that i appreciated the films even more than i already did and as someone who loves watching films, and I love re-watching films that I really enjoy, it, it's nice to, to have an experience where you kind of feel like you're not just watching the film again, but you actually feel like you're gaining something that you haven't had, to, had before. So anyway, here is 10 films which I think have kind of had a massive impact on how much I love this format. So at number 10, I'm going to go with Dennis Villeneuve's Dune. Not only do I really like the film, but I think this is the audio-visual demo disc for your home cinema. Quite frankly, the Dolby Atmos on this soundtrack is absolutely off the charts. It, it, this is such a loud film. Um, just as an example, my next-door neighbours went away on their honeymoon a few months ago. And I wanted to see how loud the film room was from their house. So I kind of put June on, um, went next door to feed their cat and... Honest to God, I don't know how they haven't come round my house with a pitchfork 
and told me to turn the fucking thing down. It was thumping through their house. So, um, need to say, I'm not going to turn it down. I'm, 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 they're in their uh, well-being isn't going to trump my enjoyment of films. But um, yeah, just an absolute, it's a, it's a gorgeous film. And you will notice on this one as well, that typically with um, kind of new formats, they can't just be one format. There's various forms of HDR, HDR10, HDR10+, Dolby Vision. Um, and again, that kind of depends on, does your UHD player support Dolby Vision? Does your television support Dolby Vision? My OLED down says does support Dolby Vision. Um, it's an option you have to change in the Blu-ray in the UHD player to get to access. And the Dolby Vision color grade of this film is absolutely astonishing. Um, it, it looked as good on my television as it did, obviously not in terms of the size, but in terms of the picture qualities when I saw it on IMAX at the Printworks in Manchester. So that was June. Number nine, and sticking to a science fiction theme, one of my all-time favorite films, a film that I've owned on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and now UHD, and it's really Scott's Blade Runner. And again, this has been given a really, really immersive Dolby Atmos score. But the image itself, it's the direct, it's the, um, his most recent, I suppose, the director approved version or whatever it is. But it, it just looks the absolute business. I, I Again, you can see so much more detail in the shadows. Um, some of the shots of Los Angeles, um, with the various skyscrapers i noticed things in the image that i had never noticed before and it is just absolutely um the best this film has ever looked i cannot imagine it's ever going to look as good as this and there is a kind of a running theme actually in these picks they do tend to be older films which in my experience so far probably because i was talking about um the resolution that these film, modern films are filmed at if they are filmed on video which is 2k most of these films um benefit from having been shot on film so they can actually run uh, prints of the film from from the negative when you will get anyway a better image quality because of that um number three was the lady killers again this is an example of a catalog title from studio canal um that can just benefit so much from the hdr process i, I again it was a it just looked like it, it felt like i was just watching a film that was actually literally being projected onto my television and i'd never actually seen the lady killers before and it was a real kind of um, revelation to me because not only how much i enjoyed the film but again how transfixed i was by the image now at number four um th this is one of those a classic example of what i'm talking about when it's uh, rediscovering the film for the, for the first time and that has to be Stanley Kubrick's 2001. My first experience of the film was on a pan and scan MGM Classics uh, VHS which came out in the 90s and then picked up the remastered DVD which was the first time I'd ever seen the film in widescreen despite the fact I watched it on a I think it was like a 28 inch uh, old tube television but still just having the kind of the, the gaps at the side of the image was revelatory. Picked it up on Blu-ray of course, thought it looked incredible and then I picked up the Dolby Vision UHD and um, this is no word of a lie, I've watched it, stopped the film, put it back on the shelf, um, thought what should I watch again, what should I watch later now and I just took it straight back off the shelf and popped it back into the player and watched it again and, and it's a revelation, I, I, I just cannot describe, it, it looks like it has been shot yesterday, that's how clear it is and um, Again, I had I felt like I was watching 2001 for the first time, um, which to have that experience of a film which is so unique and I've seen so many times, I think that kind of is, is testament to how good that release is. Next up was another one which I've looked, which I've seen so many times, but 
and it's had a really kind of um, varied history of releases there was a weirdly framed vhs and another weirdly framed dvd and they eventually got the framing right with the blu-ray and of course i'm talking about francis Ford coppola's apocalypse now um studio canal brought out a really good box set that had uh, it's got v every version of the film you can imagine on it all in hdr and it looks brilliant again it, it's it's as best as Apocalypse Now has looked or sounded. It's been given a new Dolby Atmos soundtrack by Walter Murch. And uh, yeah, again, it's, it's one of my go-to demo discs. Uh, of course, next up was Jaws, which was another one I've already talked about. Again, um, you really know, sometimes with HDR, you, you, you don't notice right away the difference and then a, a shot will suddenly um, appear that you, you'll suddenly think, hang on a minute, and you can reverse it and look at the shot again and go, Wowza, you know, I've, ne I've never seen it look like that. And for me, this happened with Jaws when, um, right at the beginning, in fact, when uh, the girl and the guy are running down the beach and you can suddenly, I think it's at sunrise. And I, I, it was just, again, it, I, it's a recurring theme here, but I felt like I was watching a film. And um, having seen Jaws many, many, many times before, um, this was, it was like revisiting an old friend. And I think this release is my kind of go-to viewing experience if I want to watch the film. Next up, was The Deer Hunter, again, probably not a film that you associate with being particularly beautiful, um, certainly impressive, but this, the UHG of this, I think, um, really brings it to life, especially the, um, the footage of when they're out deer hunting in the mountains. And as well, I, I've always had issues sometimes with um, various home cinema releases of The Deer Hunter, specifically in terms of the soundtrack. And I think what they've done here is they've taken these 70 millimeter blow up soundtrack which is a 5-1 surround sound and they've added it to this blu-ray release so you get kind of you, you can get an experience i think which is kind of as close to it would have been perhaps if you did see a 70 millimeter blow up this film and it's in a really great package as well indeed studio canal actually i think really do do um some great uh box sets they really seem to have embraced the um well, they've really aimed themselves i think at the, at the collectors with the work they've done i've picked up a few of theirs especially uh, the Flash Gordon one I particularly enjoyed. And again, that, that could have easily have made this list, uh, but um, we can, I, 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 I'd probably talk about Flash Gordon for hours, so I've decided to leave it off. Um, a relatively modern title, the next one is Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Um, lots of this film was shot on IMAX and it has the shifting aspect ratio. Um, and when it goes to the IMAX stuff, the image is almost three-dimensional, like, especially the... Um, the Spitfire flying silently over the beach. Um, I wasn't actually sure whether or not it was i was looking at a special effect it, the image was so clear I, I i need to go and do some research onto that um it, it looked like it looked fake and i don't know whether or not it, it looked fake because it looks so real i don't know but um certainly that one and, and as well the surround sound mix on the uhd is closer to the surround sound mix you got in the cinema it's a slightly different um audio experience and i've I'm certainly really uh noticed it um like I, pl I played the uhd upstairs in the film room just kind of did the sound the test and uh, downstairs and whatnot another great christopher Nolan one is um tenant um i think that looks absolutely looks and sounds fabulous i did pick up the christopher nolan uhd box set that had all these films in it and um you can you can pick that up i think i've seen it go down for about 50 pounds and it's definitely if you were thinking about upgrading your christopher nolan for collection i can definitely recommend that next up was a film which has had such a lousy history of home cinema releases that um, I'm, I'm including in here because this is the best it's ever looked um on the home video market and that is john mctiernan's predator the dvd i seem to remember was pretty crap 
um, although it did have the spine being ripped out sequence intact. Then came the Blu-ray version, which is absolutely god-awful. I mean, it's unwatchable. It reminds me of 20th Century Fox sometimes can get it so wrong with some of their releases. Anyone who's picked up something like The Longest Day, where everyone's face looks horrifically waxy, will know what the... can understand, I suppose, what how the Predator looked. It was just terrible. Arnold Schwarzenegger's face looked like... It was made of wax. There was this kind of gloopiness to the image. And what they've done with this UHD, I think, is just go back and scan the a print of the film. And it's almost like as is. It looks absolutely brilliant. It's not the prettiest film anyway, but the greens of the jungle really kind of stand out. And yeah, it's, at last, I, th I can watch Predator and not be distracted by how god-awful it looks. Now, the, the last one, and I, I have sort of chosen this one specifically to be to, to round up this list, because obviously, if you're a collector of films, you're... You love the boutique labels. Everyone does. Arrow, Master Cinema, obviously. And of course, Criterion. And I was waiting to see whether Criterion would go down the UHD route. And um, they, they, they have now kind of embraced the format, which I think is a good endorsement of the longevity of UHD. Because I don't think from a cost perspective, they would start um, releasing new titles and going back through their catalogs and re-releasing them on UHD. If they didn't think there was going to be a market amongst their fan base. And... I've picked up a few. Um, I will give one example, which I think, um, if you were kind of on the fence about, I picked up um, Citizen Kane Criterion UHD, and there, there's no real difference between the UHD and the Blu-ray. I think if you just if you if you were worried that you were uh, missing out somehow by not having the UHD and getting the Blu-ray, there's no much difference. It's a still a fantastic film. The extras are incredible on it, and I think that all comes down to the fact that the source material for Citizen Kane just simply wasn't there um there wasn't you know the, the chance to go back through the original camera negatives and whatnot so you pretty much there's a mild improvement but nothing i would say of note that would make me kind of um say that you know the uhd was utterly essential and i did also get um get the piano the jane campion film that looked pretty great um what else has there been oh the last waltz as well i really really enjoyed how that looked however have to give a special shout out to their release of the red shoes now i'm ashamed to admit that i never i've never seen the red shoes despite owning the blu-ray um the criterion blu-ray in fact I've, I've just never got around to watching it and shame on me because not only is it an, a, an incredible film um you know i, I think when I, I do my roundup of the year this year I'm, I've, I've decided i'm going to do a category in which you know my top 10 discoveries of the year i'm pretty certain this one will be at the top um, not only is it a fantastic film but i can honestly say in my entire history of hope of collecting films at home this is the best looking home video release of any film i have ever seen in my entire life it is incredible. And I've noticed this on um, Technicolor films, especially I, I did, um, a few episodes ago, I talked about the uh, the Warner Archive release of Ivanhoe. And what I noticed when there was a cut to a mid shot on that, the, the image, it really stood out as to how um, clearer it was and, and, and how beautiful it was. And the red shoes, honestly, some of the mid shots that you see are the close-ups. The detail in the image is absolutely incredible. I have... I. I it was almost, if you just paused the television and just stared at the screen, there was a work of art in front of you. It looks, and there's no, I think there's such a respectful restoration 
and a crossover of the transfer that they've done. I cannot imagine how this film has ever looked any better. Um, I will watch it up in the film, because it's a film that I think really needs to be seen on a big screen as well. But as a kind of a virgin screening, to see the red shoes on UHD, um, what a perfect way of watching that film. I almost don't want to go back to it so soon, because I kind of just want to live with the, the, mem the, 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 the warm glow of how much I enjoyed it. So that's just a quick overview of what I think about UHDs, some of the recommendations I have. I'm going to leave some notes in the show notes as well, because some fantastic YouTube channels that um, review UHDs. Um, there's Films at Home, which is a really interesting not so much a review of the films but a review of the release as it were and of course I, I have already posted a collection to another YouTube channel called The Movie Collector which is always a really insightful look at home cinema releases and the guy that hosts it is really knowledgeable about the nerdy stuff that matters to the people that know what they're know what they're talking about but that's going to be it for this episode um as i said it's just another filler episode before um there's going to be part one of the 70 millimeter festival coming out very soon i'm just in the process of going through all it now and i'm really enjoying editing that actually i think it's going to be a really nice episode so um enjoy the weather if you're in the uk i know i'm certainly going to am and i will be in contact soon many thanks for listening bye